So we are aware that we said that for this season we are done with the series on prayer ability and enriching our prayer lives. But we realized that we cannot actually end before we do one last thing. So we've spent a lot of time looking at King David in the Psalms and uh, you know his experience in walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit and how he uh, balances the two and how he follows a certain prayer rhythm. And even though we are done for now with the Psalms, we realize that we cannot move on from this series until we look at Revelation, the book of Revelation. So today we're going to look at some phrases, wordings, and uh, expressions that we can mine from the book of Revelation. So the reason we cannot end this series without looking at the book of Revelation is because even though it is the Apostle John writing down his revelation of end-time events, more important than that, he is capturing and he has recorded for us direct words that the Lord himself spoke to him. Direct revelation of what the Lord says about himself. Uh, and also, he wrote down and recorded the worship that is being brought to the Lord in the kingdom of heaven. And so these wordings and these phrases really are extremely significant, especially in, in our prayer lives. And so we, I'm sure you can understand why we cannot move past this series or finish with this series until we look at a way to incorporate this as well in our prayer lives. And um, so we're going to chronologically work through the book of Revelation and see what we can use. Uh, we've compiled here some verses that we're specifically going to look at. We will send you pictures, or we will post somehow these pictures onto the website and send it to those who are on our WhatsApp group so that you can see what we're looking at. Also, you'll notice that as we work through it, we aren't going to necessarily use entire verses or entire paragraphs or entire pieces of phrasings as we see them here in Revelation. We will use certain pieces, certain smaller phrases from verses and highlight them and isolate them in a certain way that we can understand the fullness and the uh, value of them and using them in our prayer lives. Uh, anything you want to add before we dive in? No. Okay, so let us start in Revelation chapter 1 and we'll pick it up from verse 4. Um, now obviously we're not going to use John this to the seven churches which are in Asia, so we'll start from after that. So the first piece of phrase that we'll use or that we see here is grace to you and peace from. And we'll look at the rest now. But we see that here and generally in the rest of the Bible, this phrasing, this grace and peace to you is something that is often used by the apostles, especially in the openings uh, of their letters. And this really is a great phrase to use in, in prayer, specifically in intercessory type of prayer. We can use it in the way of saying, Lord, we pray, grant grace and peace to your body which is on earth. We know from our process of discipleship that when we pray in our, in our time with the Lord, we pray grace and peace to your church on earth, mm. that we're referring to something very specific. Because mm. grace, for us, has a very specific meaning. 
That's the inclusion, the protection, it represents covenant and the inclusion of God's election and his salvation plan. And we know that peace specifically refers to covenant. Mm. And that culminates in the thousand-year reign of mm. Messiah. So to give you some idea of how we're going to think about the phrases mm. that we are going to mine out of the book of Revelation, we are going to pray a very simple sentence of Lord grace and peace to your body on earth but we know that we are referring to literally eternal truths and um, truths and concepts that speak to the intent and the plan and the will of God throughout the Bible from Revelation mm -hmm. to uh, from Genesis to Revelation mm -hmm. and so when we pr pray grace to your church on earth we're referring to the picture of the garden that he planted and he put man in a safe place of provision and relationship. And then we know that we refer to the ark uh, of Noah, we're referring to the Israelites under the cloud, mm. we're referring to um, the promised land, we're referring to the inclusion of the cross and the resurrection, we're referring to the body of the new covenant church, we're referring ultimately to New Jerusalem. Mm. These were graces. And so while we're praying one sentence, our hearts and our mind goes mm. to the deep eternal truth behind yes. these words. Yes. And um, that's why if they greeted each other in this way, they were literally invoking the uh, scriptures, the Torah, the prophets, the apostolic letters, the new covenant uh, prophetic were, uh, scriptures and the gospels, all the teachings of Messiah. And this is all encapsulated in grace and peace to give you some idea of what we're going to do mm. while we're doing this. So that's why we're going to be in, an, in a prayerful attitude mm. while we're doing this. Throughout this teaching. So we would actually encourage all of you to kind of sit back. And even though we are teaching, we are learning, we are equipping, we really want to use this session because we're going to specifically read through the phrases um, We'd even encourage you to, as we read specific phrases and wording, is that you actually, in those moments, pray it back immediately. So really stay in a kind of prayerful attitude and mindset throughout this teaching, because we'll kind of do a learning on the job <laughs> teaching. And we're not going to explain every phrase no. and the context and the connections, but just if you look at just the next bit of this, just to, to, mm. to give you... Uh, handle on what we're going to do with this is so we did look at grace and peace from him from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits okay so what are we looking at from from him mm. who is who was and who is to come so we know that we connect this with the outside of time truth that the fact is that Messiah had to first die. First he, had to, he was baptized with his own death and resurrection. He had to die, be resurrected. And from that perfection, that holiness, that uh, separation unto the perfect will of God, the fulfillment of the law, the requirements of the law, out of that he goes and he creates in his image and his likeness. Mm. So by saying he who is, who was, and is to come, we're, we're invoking that eternal truth. Mm. And then, ultimately, he who is, who was, and who is to come, 
we're referring to the fact that Yahweh is one God, the relationship between the Father and the Son, the fact that the Father created by the Spirit hovering, but He created through the Word and by the Word, and that is the Son, and that the Son comes to, uh, in obedience, facilitate the redemption of all things, and then gives everything back to the Father, and the Father has given all things unto Him, and put His enemies under His feet, and the Father has given Him life, we're actually invoking all of that, and ultimately, who He who is, who was, and is to come, refers to the Messiah truth. And all of that happens in one expression, um, in prayer. Mm. So, this is something that one can practice, can meditate upon, and you can do it in between doing other things. And uh, this will embed these phrases into your thinking, your heart, your spirit. Mm. And so every word becomes a depth of, um, it's like bedrock uh, under the mountain. So we can look at a huge mountain, but what lies under the surface is even bigger. Mm. Okay. Mm. So take us through it. Okay. From there. Then, um, also, you'll notice most of the phrases we actually aren't going to explain uh, necessarily what it means or all the depth of it. We might do that here and there. Um, but we actually also, the reason we're not going to explain, to explain all of it to its full depth is because these phrases and these truths and these words remain true even if we don't understand it. Mm. So whether we understand it or not, or to what extent we understand it, it remains true. And uh, we can apply this especially to the words that the Lord says about Himself. So when we look at certain phrases, you'll see that just an example like, eyes like a flame of fire. We don't necessarily, we're not going to necessarily sit here and explain the depth of what it means. And even though you might feel like there's, there must be more depth and more understanding to be gained from this. Um, the reason we're not going to explain it is because in praying some of these truths, in praying the phrases and praying the words, and since it remains true even if we don't understand, it actually creates a space where we establish truth. And now, within that space, we can wait on the Lord to grant us depth and understanding as we pray it. But because we are praying it in faith, and because we pray it because we know that it is true, we, we, we actually invite the Lord to grant us revelation and deeper understanding in some of these truths. And so, uh, we've actually decided that we don't want to take away any potential of that happening in each of your prayer lives. And so, we'll try our best to explain what needs to be explained and then the rest kind of give you the opportunity to establish it in prayer and allow the Lord to grant you depth as you continue in praying these phrases. Is that okay? Yes, let's go for it. Okay, then in verse 5 we see uh, it says, from Yahushua the faithful witness. So this is something that we can pray back to him. Our Lord Yahushua, you are the faithful witness. You are the firstborn from the dead. Uh, you are the rulers of the kings of the earth. So break that up into different phrases. Yes. So we have, you can work into any part of your um, worship and praise, referring to the Lord's character, His person, His work. Uh, you can pray that He, he is the firstborn from the dead. Mm. And separately from that, n not attached to it, 
you can also refer to him the ruler over the kings of the earth mm. or the firstborn from the dead. Mm. Different phrases that we enrich our prayer life with. Mm. So ruler over the kings of the earth. And then of course um, we carry on from there. Um, be glorified, Lamb of God, who washed us from our sins in your own blood. See You'll see this, this sentence, that, which is the second part of verse 5 and verse 6, we've kind of reconstructed. So you can actually reconstruct the truth that we find to use it in prayer, to pray it back. So, yes, sorry, continue. No, no, that's fine. That's, so we, we reconstruct the words slightly. Be glorified, Lamb of God, who washed us from our sins in, his own, in your own blood. So we want to refer back in our prayer life to in thanksgiving to the fact that it, we are washed. Mm. We can use it in, in the words as it's written. Mm. And then another phrase, to him be dominion forever and forever. This of course becomes a declaration mm. and it also encourages and edifies us. Yes. He has dominion yes. in all things. Then of course we can even um, knit some of the ideas together as they are knit together in the, in the, in the scripture and we can, can evoke and remind ourselves and proclaim, we can proclaim, be glorified Lamb of God who washed us from our sins in your own blood. Uh, to you be dominion forever and forever, you, the one that loved us and loves us. Mm. See how we just worked a whole lot of eternal truth mm. into that. Mm. Okay. Then moving on from there, we see verse 7. We can also uh, use, not necessarily in the way that it's written, but we can use it as prayer focused on His return. Now, I'll tell you one thing I've found in my personal prayer life. There are few things that edify as effectively and as quickly as prayer that's focused on His return. <laughs> Somehow that just lifts my head very quickly mm. and helps me to gain vision you know, far ahead. Mm. So you can pray something like, Lord, you are the one that is coming with clouds and every eye will see you. Um, and the way we respond to this is because it says, Behold. Behold. He is coming. So immediately by praying this back, by remembering this and declaring it, mm. we're going into an attitude of um, obedience. Because mm. we go, I'm going to focus my vision, spiritual vision, my heart, on beholding, you are coming back. You are the one the who will return for your body. You are the mm. faithful one who will finish the will of the Father. Yeah. Anything like And every eye will see him. Mm. Right, so let's move on to verse 8. Okay, so now verse 8 is a big one. Because obviously from this we're going to mine the Alpha and Omega truth. The fact that, and this is also again, this is the Lord himself saying this about himself. So we can definitely use this in prayer. Hmm. But now, the moment we pray something like, Lord, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. Or you say that you are the one who is and who was and who is to come. You are the Almighty. Now, this immediately, if we are in a prayer attitude already and we pray this, it definitely creates the space for some serious meditation. So one could sit for, I don't know how long after this, if one really just wants to sit and meditate on any kind of truth, this would be the ideal kind of truth to meditate upon. 
Because the moment we pray, Lord, you are the Alpha and the Omega, you are the beginning and the end, or even you are the first and the last, immediately we are faced with the entire creation. We are faced with him as the creator. We are faced with the entire salvation plan. We are faced with his perfect will. And so something that might seem quite simple is just going, Lord, you, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You have called the end from the beginning, and from the beginning you have determined your perfect will. And then you can just pray back to him. I mean, for me, I would just launch into praying back to his entire salvation plan, starting from the garden, you know, going through Adam and Eve, through Abel, through Noah, all the way through. And I mean, that could last me <laughs> quite a while. But you see what, what we're saying is that this opens up its own space of prayer, mm. um, and it just seems like a phrase, and yet it, it, it has all this depth to it, all this mm. space to it, uh, all this potential to it that we can use in our prayer ability. So we are aware that this is nothing new, that most of mm. you would have uh, been accustomed, have grown accustomed to this. So we did speak about the quiet time. Now this would be the kind of mm. phrase, deep phrase of eternity, the person of, Yahushua, the person of Messiah, the person of Yahweh himself, where um, one could literally in your quiet time only pray Alpha and Omega, you are the beginning and the end. And that's it for quiet time. And then allow yourself to enter into beholding and um, meditating upon the truth behind that. So Alpha and Omega were not is um, as much meaning in our language, but it refers to him being the first letter of the Jewish alphabet to the last, the first letter written in the scriptures to the last. It literally refers to him as being um, the Word, mm. being the will of the Father, being this, the, the truth in the scripture. Um, then it refers to him being the beginning, and it says, in the beginning God mm. created. And... Um, and, and, and so that draws us into that reality of how true his word is, how valid his word is, how authoritative his word is, and um, beginning and the end, and of course everything that goes with that. So meditating in quiet time, after just praying uh, the first and the last, mm. that's, that's quiet time, right there. Okay, let's move on to verse 14. Yes, okay. So now we're going into, uh, so we've, we've started with Alpha and Omega, we're going into uh, some phrases that specifically reveals Him. Yes, yeah. and you'll see that much of this is actually also the Lord revealing it about Himself, because we're heading towards the seven letters. Mm. Mm. Okay. But yes, so, so much of what we're going to do now is specifically focused on, on His person. Verse 14, eyes like a flame of fire. Verse 15, voice as the sound of many waters. Verse 16, you hold in your right hand the seven stars. Out of your mouth proceeds a sharp two-edged sword. Your countenance like the sun shining in its strength. And he who has the keys of Hades and death, he also has the key of David. Chapter 2, verse 1, 
He who walks in the midst of the lampstands. He who gives to eat from the tree of life. Verse 27. He who rules with the rod of iron. Chapter 3 verse 1. He who has the seven spirits of God. Chapter 3 verse 7. He who is holy. He who is true. Verse, chapter 3 verse 14. He who is the beginning of the creation of God. The Amen. The faithful and true witness. Who overcame and sat down with his father on his throne. Okay. We can pray it like that in the third person or we can go and pray it like this you who walks in the midst of the lampstands you who gives to eat from the tree of life who rules with a rod of iron who has the seven spirits of god who is holy you who are always true who is the beginning of the creation of god the amen the faithful and true witness you who overcame and sat down with your Father on His throne. Can you take us through verse 4? Yes. Chapter 4, verse 8. Read the whole exclamation for us. Right, so chapter 4, verse 8. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And you can break that up. You can only you can use holy, holy, holy. Mm. He who is separated, who is separated, who is separated. He's threefold separated in the entire person of the one God, Yahweh. Separated as Yahweh, the eternal, almighty God that is spirit and not flesh, not of this creation. He's mm. separated even in his human form as the mm. Son of God, as manifesting God on earth. And the image and likeness that was him and came creation, he was still separated from all that is sinful and worldly and non-spiritual actually. Mm -hmm. And not of the spirit. He is separated as the spirit. And that's who we will be ultimately, eternally. Mm -hmm. So we see that and we can pray the whole phrase, Lord God Almighty or Yahweh Elohim mm. Almighty uh, referring to the fact that we believe that He is Almighty. I think mm. a lot of believers say He's Almighty, they don't believe He's Almighty mm. in their doctrine or their lifestyle. Mm. And praying this brings us back to, uh, I, would, I would encourage people to when you pray things, to again remind us of this is what I really believe. Do I believe it in full measures? Do I believe it to its full extent? Mm. Do I believe that that is holy and separate from all our understanding, all our concepts, all worldly uh, principles and so forth? Mm. That's what these prayer uh, phrases would, would be for. Um, we move on from there, uh, verse 11. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. 
and you can separate and isolate just the phrase by your will all things exist and were created short powerful things that's not hard to memorize it's an understanding of a concept and you don't have to get the words right uh, perfectly right mm. although it's better if you can just mm. say it like they said it mm. chapter 5 verse 1 okay uh, he who is worthy to open the scroll keep it there mm. he who is worthy to open the scroll it refers to the fact that he fulfilled the will of the father he fulfilled the requirements of the law and now He's the one that can open the judgments of God because within Him also opening and releasing the judgments, He has provided for forgiveness mm. and salvation and safety. Mm. The Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of Jad David, you have redeemed us to God by your blood. We can combine the idea in verse 5 and verse 9 and form a beautiful picture mm. of the prophecies of Messiah to the fulfillment. The line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, you have redeemed us to Yahweh by your blood. Mm. Verse 10. So the song that we see in the second part of verse 9 and verse 10, we can reconstruct again, and we can use it as, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. <laughs> and again, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be all of it at once. Um, you are worthy of all blessing. You are worthy of all honor. You are worthy of all strength. You are worthy to receive power and riches and wisdom. Or any kind of combination of these um, would be valid. So. And each key word has a definition behind it that represents exactly. eternal truth. And so again, praying there's so much depth behind them, it. Yeah. We're reminding ourselves of the depth of the scriptures mm. and its eternal aspects. Mm. Chapter 5 verse 13, mm. blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Forever and ever. Chapter 7. Let's go to chapter 7 verse 10. Salvation belongs to our God. Who sits on the throne. And to the Lamb. This refers to that relationship. Um, the fellowship of the mystery. Or the mystery of the fellowship. Mm. It refers to the fact that the salvation plan is the Father, God, Yahweh's plan. Mm. Salvation belongs to Him and, um, and to the Lamb. Because mm. He expressed His will to the, His Son. His Son became the uh, obedience and fulfillment of that mm. will. And together they become our salvation. Mm. Mm. And that relationship is what we worship in mm. this exhortation. Mm. Chapter 14 verse 1 is one of those prayer bombs that we can just explode into in the middle of the day, any moment, any time, mm. under any circumstance. You can still be busy contemplating something. Your thoughts are drawn by the Holy Spirit to the returning Lamb and you can explode literally into uh, worship, uh, prophetic exclamation and proclamation, praise, adoration, 
all at the same time mm. by just exclaiming in your inner man, Lamb of God standing on Mount Zion. And that was the prayer. <laughs> Lamb of God standing on Mount Zion. And it pulls your vision and your focus right out of this world to mm. that glorious moment when the same Lamb of God that died on the cross, His hands and feet pierced, water gushing out of His side in the last breath, Breathe, and uh, we know that in the moments following, the moments when his head slumped down and he was lifeless, he stepped into the presence of the Father, mm. and out of that he will return as the Lamb and the Lion, as the Lion of Judah, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. The returning Lord of hosts on Mount Zion and all of that is uh, one prayer you actually don't want to carry on from there. Exactly. So, so try prayer bombs. Yes. Uh, short explosions um, of That worship. contains basically all truth because it is only valid if all truth is considered kind of thing. Imagine a normal day in the life of a believer in the flesh mm. and um, the dark creatures of evil is slowly creeping at us coming at us from the shadows slowly but surely edging their way towards us and we can feel the pressures of the shadow of death of this world just uh, slowly like clouds starting mm. to block out the rays of the sun and uh, we might be busy with the work day with mm. the focus of our lives and, um, family and somewhere we can just sense how the shadow of death just in, starts to engulf us and the dark demonic creatures are so close that you can almost feel mm. them but you don't realize and the moment that you realize it's like pulling a hand grenade mm. from your ammunition belt pulling the pin and just throwing it mm. in amongst the demons and they <laughs> are blown to smithereens and the light of his glory Flums shines through. through literally in a second you just throw a <laughs> And hand grenade in among them. And this is what this will do. Lamb of God standing on Mount Zion. And the darkness is overcome. Remember he has the keys. Mm. Chapter 15 verse 3. Chapter 15 verse 3. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the Saints. Verse 4. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? This is one to ex exclaim. Yeah. It's like, who shall not fear you, O Almighty Yahweh? Who shall not glorify your name? And you want to exclude the word idiot from that thought. <laughs> no judgment while you pray this. <laughs> but basically that's like, why would they not? Why would they who, not? Who in their right mind now that brings you to Could the fact not. that 
because you have caused us to call out mm. into mm. your name. Mm. Chapter 16. Oh, sorry. Yes. For you alone are holy. All nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. Woo! All nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments has been manifested. Let's move on to chapter 16 yeah, and okay. 7. True and righteous are your judgments. This is one that I think has a lot of weight and value. Definitely. Because um, one of our great battles is to become steadfast in never questioning mm. the things Trusting pertaining to well, yeah. God. When it seems that our enemies are prospering, when it seems that evil is prospering mm. upon the, the earth, when it seems that things are not working out the way I thought, even the way I prayed, the way I believed, um, this should be a, a place where our feet um, are uh, steadfastly mm. anchored mm. in the mm. truth. Um, true and righteous are your judgments. Answer every question with this yes. answer. True and righteous is your judgments. Okay, let's go from there. Chapter 19, verse 6. Alleluia. <laughs> Which could just be a word on its own that we can use anywhere. You can interject it anywhere. For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. For me, this would also be one of those prayer bombs, even though it's not necessarily the same mm. as the Lamb of God standing on Mount Zion. But there's also one of those exclamations that you can kind of insert anywhere, uh, during your day, anywhere. You know, just mm. those those reminders that the Holy Spirit kind of goes, remember. And then you go, ah, oh, the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Kind mm. of just bringing you back. Uh, mm. Chapter 19, verse 13. Your name is called the Word of God. Mm. Okay. <laughs> that could last an entire day. <laughs> so try and work this into kind of the middle of your day. Yeah. Where you want to just pull yourself into a mindfulness of God's, of Yahushua's true person. Because uh, I don't know about you, but I easily find my way in prayer regarding Yahweh as one. Mm. And we don't isolate the Son, the Father, and yes. the Spirit in prayer because when we worship the one, we worship the other. But sometimes we want to focus on the Messiah, yes. uh, the one who died and has risen. And, um, and this is a wonderful way to just quickly connect with Him who is sitting on the throne. Mm -hmm. uh, your name is called the Word of God. Chapter 19, verse 16, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> and that brings us to chapter 22, verse 16, Bright and Morning Star. Mm -hmm. And the book of Revelation ends with, Even so, even so, even so, even so, even so. In all hardship, mm. every challenge, even so, come Lord Yahushua. Even so. Yeah. Come what may. Mm. Even so, come. So even if we have to cross this valley or go through the depth or we have to go over this mountain, even mm. so, come Lord Yahushua. 
uh, our lives, our purpose of our lives, the purpose for us being here, the purpose for our worship, mm. the purpose for our work, purpose for our sacrifices. Uh, every bit of our faithful work contributes to his coming back yes. for us. Yes. And for those who are his. Mm. And um, this is a good reminder of why we will suffer, why we will sacrifice. Mm. And yes. so, um, see, it's not a long list. Uh, and it's the, there's some things that others would have maybe worked into the list. There was reasons why we didn't work it into this list of uh, phrases of Re the book of Revelation. But I think you'll find, combine this with uh, King David and the Psalms, with Colossians, mm -hmm. and some other bits and pieces mm, of prayer out of mm. Ephesians um, and and you'll find this uh, this forms a picture yes a unit a, a whole uh, picture mm. now let's get to the the other point one could actually take this um, these few verses and pray that pray that so take this and pray it as a prayer mm. And you've basically covered every exactly. important aspect of aspect of uh, of the Bible and of the Gospel, um, of the Torah, the Prophets, uh, and the New Testament, mm. and so um, and then of course it 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 arms us mm. to be able to have these prayer bombs throughout yes. the day. Yes, and this way we can keep our own thoughts mm. the patience of the world we can keep it in vain yes blow it away and mm. make away mm. keep our vision sharp keep our vision sharp that's it okay so let's quickly run through it in a little one go shall we do that yes okay let's do that okay grace and peace Lord we pray for your church on earth mm. Uh, from him who is, who was, and who is to come, and from the Spirit. Yahushua, the faithful witness, the firstborn born from the dead, you are ruler over the kings of the earth. Be glorified, Lamb of God, who washed us from all our sin in your own blood. To you be dominion forever and forever, because you loved us. Alpha and Omega, Beginning and end, you are the first and the last. You have eyes like a flame of fire, voices the sound of many waters. You hold in your right hand the seven stars. Out of your mouth proceeds a sharp two-edged sword. Your countenance like the sun shining in its strength. You who has the keys of Hades and death, the key of David. You who walks in the midst of the lampstands. You who gives to eat from the tree of life, who rules with the rod of iron. You who has the seven spirits of God, who is holy. You who are true, who is the beginning of the creation of God, the Amen, the faithful and true witness, who overcame and sat down with his Father on his throne. Holy, holy, holy. Oh, you are worthy, O oh Lord, by your will. All things exist and were created. 
you who are worthy to open the scroll, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. You have redeemed us to God by your blood. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Blessing and honor and glory and power be to Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The Lamb of God standing on Mount Zion. Great and marvelous are your works. Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations shall come and worship before you. For your judgments have been manifested. True and righteous are your judgments. Hallelujah! For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Your name is called the Word of God, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Bright and morning star, even so, come, Lord Yahushua.